0: For our second episode of Spectra, I interviewed Brandon Giordano and Colin Weber, who run an online clothing shop called James Valoria. They met in Oakland, California in 2009, just before Brandon moved out to New York. We met in their Brooklyn showroom to talk about the romantic business partnership. Ah, okay, well, welcome guys. Cool. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really Thanks excited. Thanks for coming over. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, I wanted to start out with your love for Party City. <laughs> <laughs> that came on <laughs> before that we started was recording. That was my first
1: love. And um, before I ever met Colin, but maybe how I met Colin. Oh. Because I love sparkly, colorful things. Halloween is always my favorite. hmm And we met because I'm I was such a flashy dresser really. Yeah. I I was probably wearing tight whole year that I got the night we met. I was wearing leggings as Uh pants. And they were probably from (laughs) Party City in Oakland,
0: California. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that leads me to how did you guys meet?
1: Well, it started with him, so he can talk about how he stalked me. Yeah, so I moved to Oakland, um, and I didn't know anyone. I moved with one friend, Mm. and I saw him in my neighborhood walking around every couple days. I see him somewhere, and was always too chicken to talk to him, but he was always dressed up and riding his bike or, like, I don't know, chatting with friends or eating at a restaurant or something, and I... Just called him the beautiful boy on Piedmont Avenue to my friends because I didn't know what his name was. And then after almost a full year, I finally ran into him at a party where I was wasted out of my mind <laughs> and <laughs> made a giant fool of myself. Coming off to tell well, I think I just told him he was beautiful over and over again. Or uh, something that sounded totally creepy and like <laughs> not how I pictured so it in my head, cool. which I've been thinking about for a long time. I, I was, was really so happy bored at that, 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 that party, party though, so it was like, okay, like, I'll talk to you, but, like, can you stop, like, telling me I'm pretty? And <laughs> 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 look at pictures of my cat on my flip phone for an hour. Just testing my patience to stick with it. Um. I watched about 20 cat videos. No, you just, I just
0: showed you pictures of my cat. Was this one like, Catterday was really big? Oh, it was your cat. And it's his cat. It was cat. It my okay. cat,
1: Lil' Kim. Look at this picture. Represent, founder in East, East she Oakland. She's a hood rat she's had a lot of babies. And <laughs> <laughs> now she lives in Gramercy. Aw. And is doing really fucking well.
0: Oh.
1: Um, I visit her on occasion. She has a great, great apartment.
0: What kind of cat is she?
1: She's a ragamuffin calico. <laughs> I
0: love calico. I think calicos so. are only female. I don't yeah, think this is true.
1: I think that is true. I've heard that, and she, it just she's like a ragamuffin. She just like rolls around, and it's just like super fucking cute. <laughs> so I had to show him pictures of her, and because my friends dragged me to the party because they wanted to get laid, yeah. and so I was like, Ugh. So I'm like sitting in a corner, like drinking. Every, especially in Oakland, every now and then someone would be like, "Why are you dressed like that?" And I'm like. Ugh. Go away. Oh, and someone had just harassed me who I think was your friend, or you okay, were with him. Nature. And so when Colin came up to me and was like, You're the most beautiful, whatever, I was like, Seriously? Like, go away. You're, just, like, just, You're like just making fun of me. With him. And so I tested him with cats for like an hour. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, I'm kind of drunk. And I got naked and jumped in a hot tub with him. Oh, oh yeah. All of our friends. We realized we kind of had mutual friends used to break into this hot tub in an apartment complex and you could just jump over the wall and, like, open the door. And it was such a big complex that they didn't really know who lived there. So we'd just bring, like, 20 people over at 2 in the morning and, yeah. like, have a party. But no one had swimsuits, obviously, so he wasn't wearing any underwear. That's <laughs> yeah, I mean, get naked. That's how you get to know people. <laughs> it wasn't exactly sexy. There were, like, 20 other I could have been. Prestige, punk kids. No, yeah, it was Those all the like crusty punks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, look at my
0: body. <laughs> so did you guys, was it like immediate? You guys were no. hung out all the time? or
1: No, it was like very, it was so, uh, It was at the beginning it was very sporadic. Like a month would go by and I wouldn't yeah. see you. I was back and forth between living there and Cleveland at yeah. the time because my mom had just gotten sick. So I was... Taking yeah, care I didn't of even her. So yeah, I think that actually played a big part in it because I was like, I'm not really gonna be living here. I was so moving to New York, right? I'm not in a relationship it. and I wanna move to New York. Like after like things happened with my mom, I was like, you know, I'm gonna after she passes on, I'm gonna go move to New York City.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was but I really liked him, like we grew to really like yeah. each other, and I was we like ended up f- with a full uh, year together in Oakland. Yeah, but it was probably,
0: probably not until like
1: miss you. the end of the year that we hung yeah. out like every other day. We lived right next to each other. Oh which yeah, was we, very convenient. That too. Like, I mean, blocks like blocks I feel like if we lived a few more blocks away, it was like we wouldn't be together. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was just all so convenient, yeah. easy, and
0: and then and then you moved to New York first, right, Brandon? Yeah, so
1: I moved to New York, and we kind of were like, okay, like, this was great, I really like you, like, let's keep in touch. Uh, that was sort of it, you know? And then we wrote these, like, emails that I still have back and forth to each other. I'm more sentimental than he is. Yeah, I feel like we got even closer, because I was so excited for him moving to New York. I had just moved to Oakland, it was not uh, seeing myself staying there forever, so I, and I always had it in my head that I was going to move to New York, but I felt like I had to give it a chance first. So I was in a way, like kind of jealous that he was doing it, but I wasn't ready to just Leave. pick up and go across the country without giving it a try. And I was in school and doing stuff. So I was like fascinated by his New York life. It wasn't like I felt like betrayed like he left me or something. I was really excited about there. Yeah. yeah, he was, like, my journal. It was weird. It was, like, a fucking dream journal. <laughs> like, I would, like, have my day, and then, like, Ooh, I'm going to write to Colin. And then I would, like, write what I did. And I still do it now, like, because then, and we would call each other and be, like, hey, like, when I was, like, coming home late at night or something like that. And even now, I'm, like, when I come home from the bar... I'll, like, call him on my way home to see him and to be like, this is what happened today. And like, it was, like, <laughs> like, I like walking up the stairs to talking. our apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just such a nice, yeah, like, a sentimental thing. like, it just felt really good. Yeah. So. so
0: how did you guys get started as clothing curators and decide oh. to make a business together?
1: I think about that a lot because it's such a magical thing to me that this happened. Like, I never, I mean, I've always been a collector, but originally I was, like, I'm going to, I wanted to do more, like, art curation. And then I started interning for designers and did more of that, like, design work and stuff like that. But it was, it was the obvious choice but you felt like you had to explore other things yeah that were maybe more on the creative side or I like no I feel like you really like pushed me to do it yeah that, that happened just as naturally as our relationship I think yeah we moved in together and then a friend of ours told us about like a market that we could do and we when we moved in together it was like we had a store so we both go thrifting all the time yeah mm-hmm. that's so like you what start we start finding fun. things that don't really fit you but like it's beautiful, it's worth money. Yeah. And then like we did some shows, and then people got really into it, and we were like, we can really do this and like take it seriously and
0: and it, it's it.
1: and live off of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just been like so much fun. I love dressing up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's where they really it really gets fun. So
0: <laughs> I know you love wearing heels. And oh. you look, I think, better than me in a dress. Yes. What the <laughs>
1: What's so funny is like I would buy like some things because I'm like, oh, I'm going to look hot in (laughs) this. And so like when we would go on dates, like I had like whole looks like trench coat with the like matching set underneath, like pick them up in the car, (laughs) which was a disaster that night. Why? But because we went, we went, uh, I showed up in In this really beautiful like Burberry trench coat. And, like, this little, like, mew-mew set underneath. It was, like, like little, broken, underwear. Like, little silk underwear. Set. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, get in the car. And then I took him up to, what is it? The, like, the Claremont Hills in Oakland, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And it gets really fucking foggy at night. And I don't drive. It's like, like I rented a car. I was street. like, this is a whole thing. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to go up to the lookout point point. And we're gonna get it on. And I was driving like a grandma because I couldn't see like a foot in front of the car, and then I ended so up turning scary. the car into like the mountain or whatever, and like crashing from, like, it. Like winding back. And he and got forward. really nauseous. <laughs> it was terrible. And then somehow we made it out. And then I, I was like, we "We're, we're having it. sex in this fucking car!" Like I put this stupid outfit on. So we were in. <laughs> We were in the driveway of my apartment, like trying to like get undressed and stuff. But then the cop, because it's fucking Oakland, so then cops were like pulling someone over and like arresting somebody like right behind her right behind the car. <laughs> so they were the like flashing and lights and they were like yelling at this person to like get <laughs> out of their car. Their and their hand and, and they we're like, okay, Let's this is happening. But anyway, I love getting dressed up. Yeah. I have this whole mesh thing. Anyway, we could talk about that later.
0: So, Colin, you (laughs) had a very different career path as a librarian. Yeah. You went to school, and you were doing that, and then you decided to leave it for fashion. Yeah, I,
1: I think when I was younger, I was really afraid of pursuing anything creative or different. I grew up in a really small town, and I just didn't see people who didn't have very traditional jobs, like you're a policeman or you own a store or you fix cars or you're a librarian. It's it's very, like, small-town America. There's not artists and, you know. It was really hard for me to picture having a job that wasn't clearly set out for you. Yeah. Even though I, and I love the idea of art, literature, music, fashion, everything, but had kind of resigned myself to, like, I'll surround myself with it in a library and help people find, you know, books and movies and, and, you know, you buy all the things, you're reading and learning about it. But it just wasn't enough for me when I got through school and I got the job. I was kind of doing exactly what I wanted to do, and it just wasn't satisfying. It wasn't exciting. And he had moved to New York, and I was going there to visit a lot, and just really opened up my eyes to a whole world that, there, he was starting to do internships in fashion, styling stuff. And I'd been making clothes, too, just as a hobby. Um, taught myself how to sew. So that was kind of something that was in the back of my head, too, that I, there could be kind of a creative element to it. And then collecting things in thrift stores, which I've always done. Um, and then, yeah, kind of seeing him get started in that path. It's like, there's no reason. I turned 30. And I was like, it's only going to get harder to quit my job, even though I'd only been doing it for three or four years after I finished grad school. So I just did it. I saved up money and made the move with no job and no plans. Um, I just figured. I was really happy about that (laughs) decision. And he had always told me, like, in New York, if you get here and you're ambitious and you are willing to work, there's so much you can do. Yeah you just put yourself out there. And it's true. Like I never applied for a job anywhere. I just, you know, a friend told you about something you ended up doing some project or assisting on shoots, you know, with fashion stuff. Mm -hmm. I worked for an interior designer. um, It was my first job here for the first like six months before we started our vintage thing. So it was just, I don't know, it was also exciting. And I finally felt invigorated by what I was doing, not just you know, sitting in a cubicle and waiting for the day to end. Right. Which is how it felt. I still love the library.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a patron there. And you're wearing a t-shirt. And I'm wearing a t-shirt that's... I don't library love the library.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that on the fucking record. Because, I mean, we went to the pub. First of all, it smells like piss, always. Okay? It smells like
0: dusty books. Dusty Girl, books. no. People library. do some
1: nasty things... <laughs> Also, he would never let me make out with him when he was working at the library. So I have beef with that too.
0: Oh,
1: okay. And to those children that saw us making out at your... So my first librarian job was as a teen services librarian. (laughs) And I worked at a small library in Berkeley. It was right across from a middle school. So it's all like 12, 13-year-olds who would come in after school every day. And I had to like do little projects with them and have book clubs and stuff. Um, And he came to visit one time, and they were always asking a ton of personal questions, which I would kind of, like, deflect and,
0: like, that's not for you to know. Kids are so intrigued by your love life. Yeah, and I looked
1: kind of weird. They didn't understand how old I was. They all thought I was in high school. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, he came to visit, and our library had, like, giant glass walls that you could see a pretty large chunk of the sidewalk out of which I kind of forgot about and he was leaving town so he came to like get lunch with me um, at the end of a trip back to Mm -hmm. San Francisco he was living in New York I saw those little kitties in the window and I was like I'm gonna give them a show so that all the kids (laughs) had just gotten out of school and come (laughs) to the library and they're all standing up against this big window and I was like kissing him goodbye and I hear them all just scream (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, (laughs)
1: so yeah
0: Oh, well, that you know, that counts, kind (laughs) of.
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean, that made me feel happy, you know, changing Um, children's lives.
0: So you guys talk a lot about clothes, of course. Um, Yeah. Do you guys think that clothes have the ability to transform a person, like how they feel about themselves?
1: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, this is so cheesy, but we had a friend over the other day... Was actually a model, so she should feel really great all yeah. the time. Beautiful. And- but um, but she was like, whenever I find clothes with you guys, because what we look for is really just like avant-garde statement pieces. Um, and she was just saying like it makes her feel stronger, like more confident when she wears stuff that she bought from us. Mm-hmm. That made me really happy, and like that's how I want people to feel. For yeah. me, it changes Live my your mood. Yeah. you know. I remember people always being like looking at runway shows and being like, "Who is gonna wear that?" And it's like a boss bitch. <laughs> That's who's gonna wear it. Who doesn't want to look like someone everyone. who owns their style and like yeah. their personnel and like wears their fucking clothes. Yeah. You know, like I don't. Uh, yeah.
0: I know. I went to Jean Paul. Really happy. Jean Paul Gautier exhibit at uh, the De Young yeah. a few years ago mm. with my dad. So it's really exciting because like my dad. You know, he's in his 50s, so when Madonna was around, like, he was up on all that.
1: Yeah, everyone knew.
0: And, like, you know, he designed the cone bra. Yeah. And so we're walking around, like, looking at all these different trends and, like, beautiful avant-garde pieces. And my dad's like, who would wear this? Like, same. And I, and sometimes I I think it's like a – I think my dad jokes with me a lot, like – I don't realize he's joking, so I'm just like, hi, Dad, it's fucking high fashion. i <laughs> <laughs> like... <he's>, <laughs> but it was just because I was like, come on, Madonna, you know, blonde yeah. ambition. But I think he was just like... I think he does appreciate it, but, like, he's from Mexico, and uh, he's more understated with his clothing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do love that New York. I feel like everyone can embrace that yeah. more than other places. Um, which brings me to my question, Hello. how has your upbringing influenced who you are today? Because, Colin, you're from Wisconsin, and Brandon, you're from Ohio. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's funny that we were both from the Midwest, mid-west and then met in California, because I left the Midwest thinking, like, I don't relate to anyone here, I need to get out to like big city, go to San Francisco, and meet my people, and then... A lot of my favorite people there were just people from the Midwest who <laughs> moved out. But it makes sense. Like, if you don't fit in, you get out of there, and you go to New York, you go to San Francisco, you... I don't know. It's like all the best of the... Or most interesting people from the rest of the country kind of find each other in big cities. Yeah. And they get out of there. Yeah.
0: But.
1: You're from... S- well,
0: Sandy. I'm from Santa Ana, Southern Santa California. Anna. Okay. And okay. then moved to San Francisco, and now here... I'm Like, is it hard for you guys to keep in touch with your families back home? Like, how do you navigate that? Mm.
1: Oh, well, Collins Mm. has a great relationship with his. I do now. It it wasn't always. I feel like our business sort of brought you and your mom together. Yeah, my parents are very, not so conservative, I guess, but lived in a small town. My dad grew up in Milwaukee, so he's a little more. We had some exposure to, like, an urban um, environment but we grew up in a really small town. My mom had never really moved away. Um, So I think when I moved first to Milwaukee and then to San Francisco and was kind of pursuing things that didn't make sense to them, they had a really hard time adjusting to it. We were always nice enough and supportive, but just kind of couldn't relate to any of it. Um, And then when I moved to New York, my mom especially just couldn't believe that I had left this job where I had a decent salary, health insurance, you know, I could have done that for the rest of my life and then comfortable and had a fine time, just couldn't wrap her head around why I would move with no plan, no health yeah. insurance, nothing. So she didn't really talk to me for like three months. She would call and just be like silent on the phone. Well, yeah. my dad, who's normally the one who doesn't have much to say, would like kind of stepped in and kept the conversation going at least. But... When we started doing the vintage thing, I think my mom could really relate to it. Like, she's always gone to rummage sales. My grandma, her mother, is very thrifty. And, like, um, even, like, my favorite black leather jacket that I wore all the time in my early 20s, my grandma found for a dollar at a rummage sale. And she was so excited. So they they get, like, the hunting for deals and and looking, you know, look up how much it's worth. And
0: now she does it for us. Your mom? When I went home
1: back... Yeah, for the holidays last year, she had kind of been finding a few things and, like, pulled them out of the closet um, from the Goodwill or from her friends who were getting rid of vintage clothing. And, and they were really good, and we sold them and made some money off of them. So now she goes at least once a week to, like,
0: Oh, that's the wild. Goodwill yeah. shops
1: all over. Mm-hmm. Oh and my God! Where things are dirt cheap. Like, because yeah. is a woman yeah, that, that wears tracksuits every yeah. day. Parents, by the way, like full yeah. on, like 90s swishy tracksuits. Kmart. That was like and the only place to get clothes in my town. Sends us these like crazy like gothier yeah. stuff. Like Stephen her, Burroughs disco like, dresses. She don't. don't so now go. we talk or email pretty much every day. Whereas before it was like once a month I would call and we'd talk about the weather. <laughs> you know, we had nothing to really.
0: Yeah.
1: Relate to each other, and it, I feel like it really brought us together. My dad is more like whatever; he's happy if I'm happy. But um, yeah, my mom's like, and she follows our Instagram. Yeah, you know, she follows our us Twitter, on Twitter. Also, reminds me of our your website. grandma, Brandon. All of her. Yeah, my grandma's pretty you're, fierce too.
0: You're really
1: tight with your grandma. <laughs> yeah, my grandma and I are like real close. <laughs> and I've been shopping in her closet for as long as I can remember. And every time we go back to visit, that's,
0: yeah. like, the two first place I go
1: to mm-hmm. is I get all up in that closet. Oh, that sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm going, like, into... Anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, I came out of the closet, like, when I was born. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, yeah, I... I mean, she just, she just has, like, huge closets filled with, like, sparkly things. I don't... I mean, there's that... And then my mother took me thrift shopping for as long as I can remember in Cleveland. So just having those two, like, insane wardrobes and people who, like, dressed. Like, your mom was very sparkly. Yeah. My mom was a total drag queen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when she was sick in the hospital, she was like, bring me my heels. Like I wasn't, I wasn't able to wear these heels. I'm, I'm wearing them in this hospital bed, strap them on my feet. So I like, you know, I don't know. So I think growing up, having them was so influential towards like what I'm doing now. And it was weird. I mean, I like Ohio, I didn't have a lot of friends. It was, I don't know, kind of cliche, like gay, Midwest, freak, you know, like yeah, didn't really fit in. Waiting to get out of there. Kind of waiting to get out, yeah. But I mean, I always I've I've always been like myself. And like even when I was really young, just felt like the more people that know People like me in the Midwest, the more they're exposed to people that are different, the more likely they'll be accepting of, you know, other people like me when they encounter them in their lives.
0: So you're welcome,
1: (laughs) Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Um, Speaking of, like, learning and being visible, uh, what have you guys learned about one another and working together?
1: I've learned a lot from him because... What's amazing is the library science degree can be. Graduates <laughs> were over into other businesses because he's an amazing researcher, and I think that's something you maybe would have done regardless. Yeah, that was. But I mean, I'll. I like see things that I love in a thrift store or whatever, and I pull stuff out. And I'm like, it's Italian made. It's really interesting and whatever, and then. You know, he'll come back an hour later and be like, this was made by this designer. This is why they were important. This is sort of like their period that was like, you know, he like really in-depth researches it, um, which I think is so much fun. And, and then I learn a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think we approach things differently for him. It's, he has amazing taste. I think, just, like, and creative It's more of, like, a feeling, yeah, of, like, wanting to create, like, 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 this person. It doesn't matter who the designer is to me at all. It's just, like, something... If it's special. Special, yeah, like, creating a special feeling or, you know, thinking of the person that wore it. But for him, it's, like, who is this person? (laughs) Like, really? What year did it come from? What year did it come from? And, like, where was it manufactured? And, you know, and then mm-hmm. I learn... It, it's really... It, we work really well together in that yeah, way. I think it gives our collection some variety. It's We're not just buying the exact same things. There's things that he Fights picks out. And sometimes I say, I don't want that. <laughs> and then, of course, it's, like, the first thing to sell when we go to a vintage show. <laughs> so I've learned to... To trust his taste.
0: Nice. For sure. Um, What advice do you have for romantic partners getting into a business together?
1: I would ask them if they had any advice for us. (laughs) Our whole relationship, we've just been kind of like figuring everything out as we go along, you know? Yeah, none of it was planned. I think that's... Yeah, maybe that's the best way to do it. If it happens naturally, then... Great, don't force it. Because it it does create tension. Like, there's no way around that. We're with each other all the time. The same way you would get into a weird little petty fight with a coworker or get annoyed by someone you see at work every day. It's going to happen no matter how much you like the person. So you have to, like, figure out how to deal with it, how to give each other space when you need space and... Figure out which things you can do together and which things are best done. He's incredibly patient, too, which (laughs) I think really helps. If you find a partner that's real patient and understanding, then you're good. Like, if I was in a business with another me, like, one of us would have been thrown out the window by now. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that we, like, because you're so much more outgoing and... (laughs) I'm happy to, like, stay home and do the accounting, and he'll, like, go out and meet people and find new customers and socialize.
0: Sort of finding a balance. Yeah. Yeah, I guess playing playing your strengths, right? If you both want
1: to do the same thing, you're just going to be missing out on something. Yeah. And pushing each other and listening, you know, I've really learned that because I think we're both pretty stubborn. But knowing when to, like, really listen, for me, I've learned... Because I would always be like, no, this is how we're doing it. This is what's going to look good. And I would just, like, keep on going. And that, you know, and then he'd be like, mm, I don't know. But now, and, and then in the end, like, I've learned, like, oh, I should have listened to him. And I've learned to know myself a little better and how I'm going to react to him saying no. Or we we really learned to, like, compromise
0: also, what current or past fashion trend do you wish would go away? Mm. If any, you guys both love fashion. It seems like nothing would bother you.
1: It's not so much a trend, but I feel like things have just gotten, and maybe it's social media or people are just afraid to be different. I feel like. That's true. When, when did you that look happen? at different decades. Of, well, they're going to... Everyone has, like, celebrities even. They all have a stylist. Yeah, they all, the they same, all wear the same, like... Safe things you don't want to be Whatever, criticized. fishtail dress. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess I wish people went more with themselves and didn't even, like, think of, like, trends. or You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just sort of, like, dressed however the fuck they wanted to. Yeah. And that can be wearing... I don't know. I, I don't think that everyone should dress like a clown. But, like, you can... I don't know, that can be wearing your jeans and t-shirt. But, like, if that's you living and, like, living your fantasy, then do it, babe. <laughs> do the, like, whatever Midwestern cattle ranch fantasy that you've been wanting to live your whole life, girl. You know? I feel like so many people come to us expecting us to, like, lay down these rules or, like, hmm. steps. Like, if you do this, this, and this, you're good. Yeah, It doesn't work like that. It's just, you have to feel it. If you feel good, experiment a little. Maybe something doesn't work. Then, you know, it's not for you. And I don't know. Just be more playful with it. Yeah, play, have fun.
0: Life um, is short. Speaking of fun, so this question I posed to my last guest. Why is sexual pleasure important?
1: Okay, one... In our relationship. So we I, we talked about convenience and, like, we live close together and we're, like, really nice people, whatever. But I do have to say that the sex was the best I'd ever had in my life. And that was really fucking important. <laughs> if you didn't... If that, it wasn't like the way it was. Maybe we'd be friends. But... We would, like, oh, you're cute. Like, hmm. <laughs> You know, like, I'll text you sometime, but, like, none of this would have happened at all.
0: Thanks for listening. I want to thank Brandon and Colin. If you want to get your hands on some fancy designer threads, check out jamesvaloria.com. Extra special thanks to our audio engineer, Matt Leibowitz, and our content editor, Annalise Jeske. See you next time.